0: It's absolutely amazing going to sets, meeting people, some of them you stay in touch with, learning the technology of how to post. It's just been a blast. And so, yeah, I'm traveling so much. I'm in New York probably as much as I am in California, which is where I'm based. And it feeds my curiosity, certainly feeds my physical well being, and just learning every single time there is something new to learn. Yeah, my life is incredibly different. And when I say reinvent, I mean, I could have used that term and never really quite expected to be where I am just because I said, you know, I refuse to be invisible.
1: Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And now your hosts, Robert Erie Artboard and Stephanie Odell.
2: Welcome everyone to Reinvention After 50. And today Stephanie Odell interviewed Carolyn Dooling, who's a fashion model at the ripe age of 74. And she started when she was about 72 years old. And you started off the podcast by talking about, you know, how she really got into it. She went into one of the fashion stores in downtown Oakland, uh, McMullen's, I believe. Mm-hmm. And just talking to the owner and all of a sudden she's doing photos for McMullen's Instagram page. So yeah. take us from that journey, how she how she got to where she is now.
3: Well, she is this very vibrant, colorful woman that I met, gosh, more than two years ago, probably four years ago. And I saw her in an ad or an Instagram post for McMullens and thought, oh my God, who is this woman? Like that's when you see her images, you just want to know who is this woman. And she started doing a, mo- some modeling and, and McMullens is a very high-end women's clothing store. And just seeing those clothes on an older woman, I thought, oh my gosh, these visuals are so important for for the women to see because so many times women will walk into stores and say, I can't shop here because I don't see anyone that looks like me. So to see someone that's older, that's wearing the clothes was super powerful for me to see. And then I reached out to her and just loved her energy and what she was trying to do. She was always speaking around color and wearing color as we age and how important that is to be vibrant as we age. So she joined Celebrate the Great, my my agency short for a short period, but then she got picked up by some bigger players in New York and has done some really fabulous, exciting
2: campaigns. And I love her. If you go on, onto her website, it says, we'll do photo shoots in California, New York and Paris. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to work at those places myself, you know, yeah, I work in California, but you know, New York and Paris.
3: I was just going to say she has amazing style, so I see her fitting into any of those places quite easily.
2: And I like how she talked about, you know, her goals. Her goal isn't really just to become a model, even though that's what she wants to do now because she's retired and she wants to change the face of ageism. But she really, truly does want to inspire people to realize, you know, you still have a long way to go and you can control most of the things in your life. So that's, that's her main message,
3: right? She's, she's a, uh, older activist model, I would say, but the activist part of her work. And she talks about this, the experiences she has on sets when she goes to shoots, the intergenerational conversations and the change she makes shoot by shoot. So I think it's super important what
2: she's doing. Yeah, And one of my favorite parts in the podcast is just what you are talking about that she she was surprised at how younger people on the set really enjoyed her outlook on life because what it did is that it made these younger people view older people in their lives differently, like their aunts and uncles and grandparents.
3: Yeah, which I think is so important. and And also for us as we age to have those intergenerational conversations and really understand what younger people are going through and how we can find that connection
2: yeah and she just loves learning new things and so let's listen to what more she has to say about her new ventures
3: well welcome i'm excited to have carolyn Dooling here today on brand 50 reinvention after 50 and you are the queen of reinvention um, and continue to reinvent yourself so i'm i'm thrilled to have you here today on the podcast so welcome first and foremost
0: Thank you, thank you so much, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be with you. I mean, you're such a trooper on our cause, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm just really honored that you asked me. I'm I'm happy to speak with you anytime, and especially especially we have an audience.
3: Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's it's a personal as all the women that are involved in age inclusion, it's a personal journey for ourselves, and I think for our daughters our granddaughters our nieces that we want um, representation for women to look differently for them as they come along and I also do it for my 90 year old mother 91 now Um, that is continues to reinvent herself in small ways but you know never too old to learn new things and try new things so and you're the queen at that I mean let's let's talk about we met a couple years ago might've been three years ago. Now I lose all track of time with COVID. Yeah. But you were, I found you on Instagram with McMullen Instagram and McMullen is out of Oakland, a fashion boutique, beautiful clothing and the the imagery you modeled for them. Tell us about how that started because that really started a lot of what's happening now for you.
0: For sure. Um, Yeah, Sherry McMullen, who owns McMullen Boutique in uh, downtown Oakland. Yeah, it's a really high-end fashion boutique. And I was lucky enough to visit her shop one afternoon, and she was interviewing women about, you know, what their goals were and, you know, just kind of a fun afternoon doing makeup. And my comment was that I wanted more women my age at the time, I think I was 72, maybe to have more fashion style and swagger in their lives because I had just been on a, um, a bit of a rant after I retired about how I felt 70 year olds were treated differently. And, uh, I had written about it. I refused to be invisible and it kind of, it resonated with Sherry. And she said, well, why don't you come and do some of the fo- photographs for her Instagram. And so there I was in really high fashion clothing being photographed. and she presented it on her Instagram. And there were many people who enjoyed the fact that there was this white-haired <laughs> old black woman who is uh, <laughs> who who is who is modeling. And uh, so, some of the designers really liked it. Uh, Amy Smilovic, in particular, from Tibby, and so it kind of got started that way. And then, of course, there are some local designers, Carol Miltimore from Seat Collective, and Taylor J, who are, you know, doing very well internationally. And they too invited me to be a part of their uh, campaigns. And so that's that was kind of the, the beginning. Uh, But I would say the initial thought was not that I was going to be a model. The initial intention was that I wanted people to notice that 70 year olds and, you know, now 76 year olds can be models and can be a part of that whole advertising world.
3: Yes. And, And fashion influencers. So often clothes are only showing on 20 or 30 year olds. And many women sit on the sidelines and can't even envision wearing certain clothes because they think it's for a younger audience. And then to see you and these powerful photos, we'll put some of them up in the notes when we do the podcast streaming, but they're just beautiful and powerful. And the whole conversation about color too, which is you've written about and many women stop wearing color as they age because it draws attention to them and they're kind of told you need to become invisible and you're not as relevant in society as you age. But your messaging has always been around color and wearing color and you wear it so beautifully. Uh,
0: Thank you. So yeah, I would say there was kind of a three pronged intention of mine. One was to get more women my age noticed And that was certainly one aspect of it, which was to just brighten your wardrobe, wear more color. You don't have to go overboard and do it all the time if you don't want. But I think what's important is understanding the power that you have by choosing what you wear to make influences in your day. So yes, color was one thing. The other thing that I was like grappling with at the time, but then finally just decided to embrace was the idea of letting my hair be gray mm. and, and natural. And so that's been quite a liberating experience that, um, yeah, I'm now very natural, very after spending decades of straightening my hair and coloring my hair, and just wanting to assimilate and, and, you know, I don't know that I was necessarily, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure I was trying to be young, but I guess in fact, that is part of why you dye your hair is that you're, you're, this, this is a society that's very youth obsessed. And mm-hmm. once, once you gray your hair, you know, it's kind of like you're out there, you're saying to the world that I'm getting older. Right. And, um, So that was also happening at about the same time. And then, of course, the modeling, you know, thanks to Sherry, showed me that this is a fabulous platform for sending all those messages. That the platform, if I'm standing in front of a camera or if I'm in the athletic catalog or if I'm in a target poster, if people see that and either decide that, you know, that's something they would like to do, but it definitely sends a message that people my age can do it.
3: Right. And can be seen and can be fashionable as they age. I mean, that the whole hair issue is, you know, and that's Celebrate the Gray. We started with gray hair models to begin with, because it's the first thing we're told as we age as women, you have to dye your hair to fit in what society deems beautiful. And to see your images, to see other women, the Silver Sisters, the Silver Sisterhoods on... Um, Instagram to see women with gray hair taking back their power and showing it's just a hair color and normalizing that conversation, especially culturally and age. That you know, we're told certain things. You can't have long hair as you age, you can't have gray hair as you, you know, you age. You need to change that. Mm-hmm. So there's so many levels of empowerment that you give by your hair. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and, and don't mention them. The way you dress, uh, are you dressing age appropriately? Right. That's the other thing that we have. I had my brother tell me, "Don't you think that skirt's a little too short for you at your age?"
3: Interesting. <laughs> and then you know, who who decides what's too short? I mean, this messaging we're served. I always ask somebody, "Well, where is your messaging? Come think about where your messaging is coming from." Somebody in an office at one point decided that a woman over a certain age had to wear their skirts below their knees. Says who? Like <laughs> Yeah, it,
0: it seems pretty ridiculous, and yet it is still very prevalent. Yeah. Still very prevalent.
3: Well, let's talk about some of your very successful campaigns. You've been athletic catalog. Also, you there is still in my neighborhood the big huge blow-up outdoor billboard of you that I love walking in. My daughter always is like, there's Carolyn, there's Carolyn. <laughs> Uh, And then, you know, walking into Target a couple weeks ago and there you were front and center in the fashion, you know, as you walk in, there you are. Those are huge wins. But, you know, talk about those experiences and talk about the little wins that, you know, what's been most the biggest successes in your journey thus far?
0: Well, that definitely is one that is at the top of the list Uh, when I did that shoot uh, down in Los Angeles and let me just back up and say things have, have moved forward pretty rapidly and um so I now have an agent in New York who has those client relationships so which, which has made all the difference and so when they ask me if I were interested in doing this often you don't know who the client is they just ask if you're available. And if you can be in in Los Angeles on a certain date, it's called an option. They would like to use you, maybe. And I have to say, I don't know how much you want to know about this, but you get many options, but you don't get that many true placements. So this one, I did know was Target. And yes, I would go to Los Angeles. And I had no idea that the poster was going to be that size. I think I mentioned to you, or maybe someone before, because I'm always in the mode of like fighting against ageism. Uh, you know, on set, there were also several other 20 something uh, models. You know, when I got to do my photo, I just had one dress, one outfit, and I was let go at, at like, I don't know, maybe two o'clock. And so I walked out thinking, <clears> hmm. <throat> Because all the other people got to do more photos and stayed longer. So I'm thinking, oh, this is ageism at work and felt that way until the campaign dropped. And there was this huge poster of me and the other photos are really small. They were just kind of accents in the whole.
3: So you were like the main focus of it.
0: <laughs> I was the main focus, and it's like, oh, Carolyn, come on, stop it! You know, it's not always ageism. Sometimes it's just a strategy. Yeah. And their strategy at the time was they wanted that picture to be the first, that photo to be the first one that people see when you walk into the, to the display. And it, you know, it kind of represents the intergenerational uh, aspect because I'm photo, am I'm, I'm photographed with this this young man. So each one of these opportunities are very, very, very different. My agent also got me the athletic thing, which was great because I was doing kickboxing. And so they wanted to demonstrate that at any age, you can be physically vibrant as well. Uh, so that was fantastic. I would say that some of the smaller ones are also really, really, really engaging. You always meet great people. I did one for Blue Nile Diamonds, and that was up in Seattle. I think it's probably the most beautiful setting and the most beautiful people that I met. So not, you know, and I've done the Googles of the world, and I've done CVS Pharmacy, you know. So it's been a blast, Stephanie. It's been a blast. And I still get up every day doing this work for the same reason that we all do this work, is to demonstrate to people that we can do it and you know to be 76 years old and still and doing modeling is something that i hope that other people look at and say you know if she can do it and maybe it's not modeling maybe your thing is something else uh but if she can do it perhaps i can too perhaps i can reinvent myself
3: yeah for sure well i want the intergenerational aspect i know that photo was super powerful with the intergenerational with the younger guy with you, but what's been your experience on sets with that intergenerational? I always find on shoots that people come in there with a certain mindset of what a 70 year old is going to look like and act like, and then they meet the 70 year old and they're like, Oh, that's not what I thought 70 was. So there's this slow re-education of what age really looks like versus, you know, the reality versus the perception. So have you had some of those experiences on shoots?
0: Absolutely. First of all, let me say that the younger people who are also on set, the hair and makeup and the producers are always super, super, super kind. That was a little bit surprising because I thought it was such a competitive industry. Mm -hmm. But then I realized no one's really competing with me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not competing with anybody else because, you know, it's just such a different package. But Yes, and you know, I intentionally, and this is what I repeat over and over and over again, not to just people my age but over, what you wear is such an important part of how you are perceived. I mean, we know that, and yet how often do we act on it? So you ask me if I'm treated differently. I always intentionally wear something to set, which is not over the top, but very stylish, perhaps in elegant tweed jacket or something and and maybe some sandals with a little heel and some, you know, so invariably when I walk in, there are oohs and ahs because people aren't expecting that. Right. I'm not sure what they, they expect you to have on a little cushioned shoes, <laughs> maybe a cane. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I just recently, let me see, who was this for? Oh, the brand... CeraVe, you know the uh uh-huh. yeah, the lotion. People. So it was a big deal. They had tons and tons of people. And I again I wore, I, I walked in wearing my Timmy jacket and my skin skin tight pants. And the wardrobe woman looks at me and she says, You know, looking at you now. She says, I had something planned for you to wear, but now that I see you. I'm doing something completely different because, and sometimes I think it's out of respect, which is super, but there is a perception that you need to wear something that makes, that addresses the 70 year old. Right. You know what I'm saying, I mean, it's like, yeah. So, so yeah, I intentionally try to, to, Just as I walk in, as as I'm, whatever I choose to wear, I make sure that it's something that is stylish enough that it too sends the message that, you know, I'm here, I'm 76, I can do this work. And yeah, I'd like for you to change your opinion about.
3: Right, I don't think it's out of lack of, it's out of lack of information of outdated age models and the way age is perceived. And so meeting people like you, reeducates people about, oh, older women still want to be stylish. I didn't, I thought they didn't care, but they meet you and see you and realize, oh, and then women as we age, see you and think, oh, I can still wear that. I thought my time was done. So it's just that power of that visual that you allow people to think differently about the possibilities of what you can wear and how you can present yourself. But there is a lack of I don't think there's a lack of clothing. There's a lack of visuals with the inclusion of age. So women can't even envision wearing. We did an Athleta fashion show together. We had to do it virtually during COVID. And that one show for sure, because it was virtual, many people that came to it weren't Athleta customers. And I got a call from a woman after and said, thank you so much for showing the fashion on older women older women and also women with different sizes, because I never felt I was their customer and didn't didn't think I had permission to go into their store, but seeing women that look like me gave me the permission to go into the store. And I think many women feel that way. Um, You know, you don't see visuals, you don't see mannequins that represent, you don't see any advertising that represents or very little older women. So it's almost like, Oh, I could never wear that. But by you going into a set, it shows people, oh, you can wear fashion at any age.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm off, I've often said, you know, I mean, it's like a model by definition is should be the replica of the real thing. And if we're claiming to be models, I mean, not everybody is a 23-year-old size, size two. two. <laughs> And, uh, you know, five or 10. Yeah. So there's there's a place, there should be a place for all of us. And I just have to say, I mean, I think I do my part. I don't always get the role. I mean, there is a lot of rejection. And yet, every time I submit a photo or a self-tape, every time I show up for an audition, bit by bit, I hopefully am... Transmitting the message to the people making the decision that it's possible, and also perhaps asking, questioning, having them question themselves about why we're still using the same people, the same model. Right. Well,
3: it's interesting. I'm sure you get all the casting um, networks and the backstage. You can see what they're looking for, and the cutoff, 90% of the time, is 40 years old um, for most of the casting or then they'll be to 60. And I'll have a model reach out to me and say, well, I'm 65. So I can't submit. I'm like, they don't even know what 60 <laughs> looks like. So in their mind, 60 is what 40 looks like. So, you know, submit it because they don't understand what age really looks at, looks like. So it's our mission to really, you know, it's our role to be very vocal and visible about how we'll, how, who we are and how old we are. Right. So that, I'm 61. So this is what 61 looks like. You're 76. That's what 76 can look like and looks like, um, you know, and then those decision-makers start reevaluating their age bias or the way that they view age and start to view it more real than it really is.
0: Yeah. No, there's so many aspects of that that I think should change. And I don't know, I th- I think you're absolutely right. I've never, I've never, se- well, let me back up. I have seen castings ask for a 70 year old, but what they're looking for is somebody who looks infirmed or who, right. is, you know, I mean, so that's often, it's like, you're going to be the great, great grandmother at the family reunion and you have to be wheeled in with, you know, I mean, it's just, that perception is that if you, if we ask for a 75-year-old, we're looking for somebody who does not look vibrant. Right. I had I had had a, I had a company, a really big company, and a casting, not a casting, actually, it was an actual shoot to show up and ask me to, to bring if I had crutches or if I had, like, one of those boots, you know, like I had broken something. Mm-hmm it was kind of a small, a smaller production. So there wasn't a wardrobe person and they're asking you to bring things to, to, for the message. And so, you know, I could, I, I, I was feeling like, Oh, I'm starting to get typecast now as the woman who, because she's 70, actually 76, that that's the only role you want me to play now is somebody who, it's what traditionally people think of as being that age. And so we want you to do, we want you in a wheelchair, we want you with a cane. Actually, I did not have crutches. Thank God. I don't own crutches.
3: <laughs> yeah, what do you not do a- in that instance? I um
0: yeah, this is gonna be broadcast. So my first
3: yeah, re- name names, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, my first reaction were was, are you kidding me? And then I realized, you know, what was happening here. And so it's like, okay, I'll just, I want you to accept me for what I'm doing. And so I have to accept what you're doing. And I understand how you got to that place. And so I just showed up and did not have them. And so, I I mean, I assumed that they were going to have something. So when I got there, it wasn't, they had a cane and I didn't have to use the cane, but I had to, um, but it was in the mix. It was in Mm. the mix not everyone is going to want you to wear high fashion clothes and right but still i mean just the fact that i show up you know and i can do much more than what they anticipated is a way to still influence
3: right it's a slow, slow grassroots movement right each (laughs) each shoot somebody leaves there and thinks i always love when they they comment oh you know, my mom or my grandmother or my aunt, I haven't really looked at her or appreciated her wisdom and experience. So you're giving that kind of to those younger people to think about how they treat age and how will they cast age.
0: Yes, and I must say, you know, on Instagram, I get so many comments from younger people. I mean, like 30 something, 20 somethings who appreciate the fact that they're looking at me they see that oh my great aunt or my grandmother or whatever I mean they, I'm sure they start to look at them differently and that's that's really important because that's who kind of sets the tone for how we're perceived right
3: and to, so let's talk about how you're, you're you're very busy you're going to New York here you know coming back and um so how has your life
0: changed Previously, I mean, my entire career was in corporate America, banking, telecommunications, which was a job. You know, you go, you come, you get your paycheck. Not that I, I mean, I always had really rewarding experiences. But now every day it's just so different. It's it's absolutely amazing. I've learned so much every time. I've always been a curious person. So I often seek things out, and I've always been kind of a social person. So going to sets, meeting people, some of them you stay in touch with, uh, learning the technology of how to post. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just been a blast. And so, yeah, I'm traveling so much. I'm in New York probably as much as I am in California, which is where I'm based. And then I'm back and forth to Los Angeles and it feeds my curiosity certainly feeds my physical well-being, moving around, packing, and just learning every every single time there is something new to learn. So yeah, my life is incredibly different. And when I say reinvent, I mean, I could have used that term and never really quite expected to be where I am, just because I said, you know, I refuse to be invisible. When you look back at what initiated this and then meeting with people like you who had such eloquent ways of presenting and the contacts to present to people. I mean, it's Silver Sisters International. That was the impetus of the whole thing. It was really nice to be able to have, you know, a support group. Um, Well, I think that's
3: important too. I, you know, sometimes we get pigeonholed into these roles or into these personas and you were able to find a broader community to support your vision of yourself, which a lot of women have a hard time seeking out or finding. Um, I think Instagram you you know you touched on Instagram, you you do a great job on Instagram and you share and I'm sure you communicate with people that reach out to you. But as we age, we start again, going back into those boxes and thinking we can't do those things talk a little bit about for women some maybe helpful tips of
0: how to get started or how to get out of your own way. Well, I think many of us have shunned technology and and some for rightful reasons I have many friends who say I would never do Instagram their privacy is really important mm-hmm. to them and I think that's that's a very important issue no question about it. But I was thinking just just earlier, if I were not connected to the followers and the, you know, my, my world would be so much smaller. And so I do encourage people, you don't have to post all the time, but learning the technology is really, has been an essential part of what I do. And it's also such a, such a fabulous connector. I mean, how else would I be able to be in touch with you know photographers of note or designers in new york and so that process of learning that technology has been absolutely invaluable trust me i am no expert <laughs> i am no expert but its value is yep. is incredible so for people who have shunned it because you know i could never do that i just say you don't know a, until it, you try it's a yep. valuable tool and yep. everything everything you don't know is on YouTube. (laughs) True, Uh, that is really true. It's on YouTube. And so I do get asked the question a lot about how do I get started? Okay, you've convinced me, how do I get started? And, you know, I say, I actually, the modeling thing was really kind of accidental. I think understanding that if you're feeling like you're not being valued or you're being underestimated, that's kind of the place to start because you know that you are valuable name it what you want to do and claim it and just say, you know, it's like, you know, once I walked into, this was actually before McMullen, I walked into this shop and this woman was doing a lunchtime kind of model around. She had a fashion shop. And I said, you know, I wonder if I I could do that. I can model. And she said, okay, meet me here on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. And I did it. It was like a really quick little thing where, you know, just walked around in a circle. But, you know, the saying that I am, I am, was really crucial. And then you just have to learn how to do it. But um, yeah. so I say, you know, whatever, you know, first of all, the attitude, you know that you can, you have the power to change and then decide thinking of, it's like, oh, how would I like to live my life? What do I want to do? Do I want to do watercolor? Do I want to do writing? Do I want to do? you know, and how, how how do I, how would I like to show up more visible and just, I am it, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of like printing a business card and saying, you know what, I am a fashion model. It's like, (laughs) here's my card. (laughs) (laughs) You you have nothing to lose. I mean, if you're, you're my age, you, you know, your career is done and you're You know, you're doing, I'm not certainly not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because it's a passion now. And I feel like there's, you know, my intention is just to try to inspire other people to look at what they're doing and see if there's another way and help them recognize that you have power to change yourself or power to be yourself. I mean, you don't necessarily have to change, but you have that power every single day to show up in a way that you are visible.
3: Well, it helps with the inspiration. I always say, you know, get inspired, go on Pinterest, go on Instagram, look at what other women are doing. There's women out there that look like you and sound like you and start getting inspired. Because sometimes it's even hard to think about what one is passionate about or where they even want to pivot to or reinvent or go next. After we've raised kids, after we've had careers, it's a really hard question to ask oneself. So Um, Sometimes just looking for inspiration and seeing what resonates with you can give you some information to move forward.
0: Absolutely. And once you cross that bridge, I mean, it's clear that there are so many other people who want to support whatever you do. Even, I mean, beyond family, just talk it up, you know, just talk it up. And you're right. I mean, there's so many resources online. And so get over that fear of the technology. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So
3: what's next for you? Do you have any exciting things coming up that you can share? Uh,
0: so I have a couple of options for a couple of other major, major, major brand campaigns coming up to be named. Um, Good. And, and then I am struggling with how to document all of this so that mm. it's a lasting. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things on the internet. If you Google me, it's like, gosh, I've done so many interviews. I've done so many broadcasts. So I'm struggling with how to document it all in one place. And so I thought about a book, but then my, one of my friends said, do people really read books anymore? So, so I don't know. That's, that's where I am now. It's just like, every day I'm doing the work. How do I? Yeah. How when do you have I a,
3: Yeah. How do you tell your story? I think I'm going to reach out to you because I have an idea for you, but you know, the, the other part I want to, if you can inspire or give advice about fashion, you know, I I think a lot of women start their bodies change through menopause. They're not comfortable in their bodies as much as they used to be. The visuals aren't out there to inspire them. You know, how, what's a good starting place to kind of get re-inspired by fashion?
0: How to get re-inspired. First and foremost, don't listen to what you hear about what you should be doing. I guess I am but personally, I'm more drawn when I'm like out and about. I don't shop that much, but I'm more drawn to like the small boutique places that have like really interesting pieces. If you're still shopping, in fact, I'm saying, actually, I think you should still be shopping. I know I've got a bunch of stuff in my closet that needs to be thrown out because it doesn't really reflect what I'm trying to do today. But I think the smaller boutiques have much more interesting pieces. That's what I try for is the interesting piece. I always have had kind of a classic style and now I want classic, but I want it with a little bit of a twist that to me speaks of fashion and style. So for example, the jacket that I was telling you about that I wear intentionally to these sets is a tibby jacket. And it's a very, it's a tweedy one, it's just got the single buttons, but it's got these really nice big sleeves with a cuff on and it's kind of a cropped thing. Mm-hmm. So it speaks to all of the things that I grew up learning in the South about how you, you do classic designs and pure fabrics and all that. But those big sleeves and um, it's also got a little leather patch on the sleeve suggest that I'm more fashionable than just if I were wearing that jacket plain.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So just look around. Again, and this because I don't know, I get overwhelmed by going to like the big, big department stores. I'm never quite sure if I've seen everything. But the smaller, the smaller places do tend to have like uh designers that are and just nothing is too much for you. Everything in the store is for you if you like it. And when you wear it, you will be pleasantly surprised that people notice you notice it. (laughs) Compliment you. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to be noticed and that's okay. You can wear the the traditional black jacket. But if you want to move a little further down the fashion style roads and yeah, more interesting pieces is really what you're looking for.
3: Yeah. And I think getting, you know, this understanding your shape and kind of redefining your style, what does it match your lifestyle is important, but it's, I really encourage people to look at your Instagram to get inspired by how you put things together and take, you know, the pieces or the ideas that resonate with them and incorporate it into your own wardrobe.
0: Well, thank you. That's, that's quite a compliment
3: for uh, sure. I always love looking at you. And the, the other thing, too, that you've done that I want to give Susie some um, uh, credit for, too, uh, is Susie Lang out of New York that you and I know well. And she has just shot some incredible pictures of you on the streets of New York in fashion. So that's another great place to look for inspiration on fashion.
0: Susie Lang is such a gem. And whenever I go to New York, I try to be in touch with her. And we just have so much fun playing around in Soho and Fifth Avenue, just finding little corners, quirky corners to shoot photographs. And she's excellent. And she has such an incredible following of other women over 60 or maybe even younger, I'm sure. And it's a a terrific community of, of women who follow her and then... You know she posts and yeah it's it's a very 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 exciting experience um and i adore her and the photos are always always so much fun yeah
3: well i think something important to to hang on to is the way you view things and the language you use around your aging journey that i just heard you say it's so fun and inspiring and And instead of buying into the negative words of aging and you have bought into the positive side of aging and the celebration of aging and that affects your journey and it's obvious it's affected your journey and the energy that you put out is the energy you get back. So thank you for that. And thank you for that inspiration.
0: Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure I could do this if I were not my age. I mean, there's so much other experience that I have, that I've had other people I've known who all feed into this idea of being an activist and being vibrant and being curious and, and dressing and using your power. Well, You're
3: doing it well, my friend. And I'm so thrilled to share you with the brand 50 audience and tell people where they can find you.
0: Yeah. So I have a website, Carolyn Doling. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N Doling D-O-E-L-L-I-N-G at Gmail. And then Instagram is where you can see the photos. And there, I've just reversed the name. So doling is first. D-O-E-L-L-I-N-G Carolyn. So wait, I, I wanna
3: I wanna just ask a question, because you do you have a website that people can come to? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, so dot com, not dot gmail. Um, oh, I'm and- sorry. No, 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 that's fine. And, but we'll put that in the notes, but definitely check out Carolyn's, she posts what she's doing and you can see inspiration for fashion. And I'm so thrilled that I can call you my friend and we're able to share your story today. And I look forward to more conversations with you, but thank you for being here today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so pleased that you continue to be my friend after so <laughs> <many> years, <laughs> so many years. Okay. Great, Stephanie. Thank you. And I look forward to sharing and following each other on Instagram.
1: All right. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on all of our guests, go to brand50.com, where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, along with other platforms, and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening.